0: As you know, I share my failures, successes, lessons learned, best practices, and in-the-moment teachings with you all for your benefit to leapfrog the pitfalls, shorten the learning curve, and ultimately help you make more money with a sustainable and profitable business model. And we are all always learning, or perhaps should be, and this week's episode comes right out of the Sheila T. Playbook. And it's always interesting, as most of us find that we know better in the autopsy of the issue. For many entrepreneurs, the last couple of years has been a test of endurance, creativity, optimism, and more. For my business, I'm grateful that we are back on track and continued uh, to continued growth mode. I often coach entrepreneurs to run lean and mean, particularly in the beginning years of business. And I also love what Cynthia Fick of Financial Life Planner says about this, which is your business sits at the top of a volcano, if you will. Wait until the vo- that volcano is erupting before you bring on more help, invest more in space, spend more money, etc. It's the same lean and mean philosophy in a different analogy and a shameless plug for Cynthia and her firm. If you haven't listened to the episode where she was our guest, it's episode 27. Go listen in right now. And if you don't have a financial advisor in your corner, run, don't walk to talk with financial life planners. Okay, I digress. Anyway, we are at the point in my firm where I really needed to hire additional help. And in this case, I waited a bit too long. There is a delicate balance of when to pull the trigger, not only from a timing and budget perspective in your business, but also the readiness and willingness to let go of a few things. You have to be ready to delegate and know what to delegate and let go to a very large degree. Additionally, it's helpful to have a broad onboarding plan, particularly for your first hire. What does that mean? You need to have some structure in place to bring on employees, a training plan. How will you bring them up to speed? What tasks will be priority? How much time each day week needs to be dedicated to those tasks? How often will you meet in the beginning weeks and months? What will you cover and how will you evaluate performance among a few other things? Oh, and that's after you hire. There's a whole process to hiring. So I've been lamenting that it's time to bring another on board. And in fact, now I need three. The issue is I hadn't done the pre-work of identifying the job description. What does this person need to do? What requirements should they have in an actual written form like a job description? And this is different than what I needed earlier in my business. So I've been dragging my feet. In the meantime, three projects came in at the same time, and then there was no time to find or train anyone. A bit of a problem. I missed the window to prepare for what I knew would be coming, partly due to not wanting to pull the trigger and invest in training when projects weren't quite ready, uh, Hello, right? and taking time away from business development activities and a few other operational items I was working on. I would have benefited far more from taking the time so I could find the right fit and bring them on board and have them at least partially trained and could have jumped in and helped to fight a few fires. And, by the way, they would have had awesome on-the-job training. The real disadvantage is that I still needed to bring people on, but had even less time, so the ability to be selective was less urgent, and I got stuck in a bit of the just needing a warm body right now. And that's never a good place to be, because rarely does that individual work long-term when the bar is so low. Thankfully, in this situation, I have a wonderful network and was able to bring on qualified folks short-term to plug the holes a bit and then embark on a meaningful journey to hire long-term. So what's the lesson for you? Well, in this case, we didn't lose any projects. We eked by with creative solutions in the short-term, but this could have gone very differently. We could have lost the projects, disappointed clients, all because I didn't pull that trigger when I knew it was time. So be in touch with when it's time in your business to expand staff or space or equipment when you're on the verge of that bursting at the seams and right before, not after. It's one of the reasons I teach my clients to write their standard operating procedures out of the gate at the very beginning when it's just them. It makes the future road so much easier And you're more likely to find the right people when you've been focused on what you need and what you're looking for. It's back to the brain goes and finds what you've told it, the instructions you've given it. It focuses on what you've given focus to. So you might be asking, okay, Sheila T., did you have your SOPs? And it's a great question. And while I did and do, what I neglected to do was update for my own expansion of business. So I didn't have an up-to-date standard operating procedures for what my business now looked like and needed. So go right now and document your SOPs, your standard operating procedures, or revise them as needed to fit your business now so that you're prepared and can ready you and or your team to delegate so your business can continue to grow. And along those lines, October will be here before you know it. What's October? Well, it's the second annual entrepreneur summit. You can get your name on the list so you can get all the updates. And of course it's in the show notes for your convenience. The entrepreneur summit is for every entrepreneur brand new or been in business for a bit. This is a day chock full of learning from thought leaders and innovators in their industries. So you can generate business visibility, exposure, and profits. So don't miss it. Get your name on the list. I thank you for joining me. I'm Sheila T. And until next time, wishing you a fan.